0: What is up? It's your boys, Michael and Troy. King and Cole, how you you doing? I'm awesome, man. How you feeling
1: today? I'm
0: doing great, man. Hey, look, uh, this is a fresh episode of the Refractive Mavericks podcast. If you're listening or if you're watching, uh, go check us out at refractivemavericks.com. What we're talking about today, guys, is... Uh, you know, we talk a lot about things like virtual consults and leveraging technology and and different ways to grow volume in your practice. All of this kind of lives under an umbrella of how can you grow your volume without just throwing a bunch of marketing dollars at it, right? We've all talked to agencies or marketing people who, you know, it's like, hey, I want to do more volume. And they'll say, well, good, you need to advertise more. You need to be spending, spend, spend, spend. Our philosophy is don't start with with throwing gasoline on a fire that you haven't built yet, right? Let's figure out the best way to build the fire, and then you can throw some gasoline on it later. And what I mean by that is, what are ways that you can go and grow your volume, get more refractive patients in the door without spending a bunch of money on advertising? That's why we talk about things like virtual consults and the topic we're going to talk about today, which is reducing no-shows. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to talk about several different ways that you can reduce your no-shows. Some of them, maybe you're doing some of them you've never heard of, and we're just going to get into it right now. Michael, what's the first reducing no-shows tactic that we're going to talk about?
1: Awesome. Uh, The first one that I want to um, bring to everybody here has to do with your wait time. And think about this. If you're making a patient to wait for an in-office consultation more than seven to 10 days, uh, they're waiting too long. And what happens is that, especially in elective medical, they have got a variety of different choices or places that they can go to. And if they're like, oh, you know, I can't get into May in XYZ practice, let me go check out somebody else because they haven't really figured out who they should be going to in that moment. So number one, in-office consultations, no more than seven to 10 days from today should be the first available uh, appointment. When it comes to virtual consults, for, for some of you that are, that are using them, I like to have the rule of thumb of being roughly three to five days maximum. Again, it's just the world we're in today is that people have a very limited attention. So if you want to figure out like how you can reduce no-shows, make it easier for people to book an appointment sooner into your practice. And so that's probably one of the first things to look at. The second item, and uh, I'll throw it over to you on this one, Troy, is scripting. What I mean by that is specifically when Jane Doe picks up the phone, calls the practice, and says, hey, you know, I'd like to schedule a consultation. So I know you do a lot on the sales training side, and you counsel a lot of a lot of uh, clients on how to help them to, you know, handle these calls. So what are some of the specific things that you think the practice should be saying at the end of that call? Or what are some of the things that you see to that they need to convey to the patient to help make sure they keep that appointment?
0: Yeah, so this is a very important aspect of the new patient call when you're booking the consult. And it doesn't seem that big a deal, right? Because like you've booked the consult, it's already done. So why does this ending part matter so much? Well, what you've done on a call once you've booked that consult is you've built momentum toward that patient coming in, having the consult, booking their surgery, etc., And so you want to make sure that as the call ends, you continue that momentum by laying the groundwork and Mm -hmm. setting expectations for what's going to happen next. The thing we see a lot is, you know, you'll get the consult scheduled and it's like, all right, well, Mrs. Jones, we'll see you next Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Have a great day. And, And that's it. And that's not the worst thing in the world, but it's like. Okay. Are are you guys going to call me? Do I need to do anything before? Do I need to bring anything? What does that look like? Right. And maybe you send them all that in an email. Okay. That's great. But it's, it's much more uh, persuasive and it's much more, it exhibits more leadership when you can go in and say, all right, Mrs. Jones, we got you scheduled for next Tuesday at 10. Let me tell you what's going to happen next right? And at that point, what you want to do is you want to let them know that they're going to get some confirmation reminders, a calendar invite, okay? We want to make sure this is in your calendar for next Tuesday at 10 Mrs. Jones. You want to lay out, you know, where's, it may sound silly, but like, where's your door? Where's your parking lot? Park here, walk in the front here, go to the front desk. They'll be expecting you. We're looking forward to seeing you. Lay out those simple, those simple steps that she's going to take, To show her in her mind, hey, wow, okay, I'm going to walk in, this is exactly how it's going to go. There's no questions that are left unanswered, right? Lay lay that groundwork. And I also am a big fan of giving the patient a little bit of homework, right? What does homework mean? Well, first of all, why would you give somebody homework to do Why not just let them show up at the console? Again, I want them buying into and getting excited for that next step they're going to take. I want them thinking about it, right? I wanna continue that momentum. So give them a little bit of homework, which can be as simple as, all right, Mrs. Jones, between now and next Tuesday, you're gonna come up with some questions that you're gonna to wanna to ask the doctor. Don't just hope that you get in here and remember them all because you won't, right? You're gonna be yeah, going through a down. lot of information. Just open up a little note on your phone or even get a scratch piece of paper and just write those questions down. Bring that note with you to the appointment and then make sure that you ask all those to your doctor. We want to answer every single question you have and make sure that you have every bit of information you need to make the right decision for you. Sound good? And then Mrs. Jones will say, yeah, that sounds great. Absolutely. So you've got her thinking about doing her part to make the consultation a success for her as well. There's a few other things that you could do there. I won't go super deep into all of that right here, but you wanna make sure that you're following a script, you're getting those micro commitments, right? And you're setting the patient up for success and excitement on that next step of the journey, which is the upcoming consult.
1: Yeah, and and to the point on, on homework, there is a little bit of homework that you as a clinic need to do, specifically making sure you're doing those uh, phone call reminders you know, typically a day or so before the actual appointment. And the thing is, is that, you know, when we, when we ask a practice like our confirmation calls happening, they say, yes, they are, but they don't have any specific way to document that, to know with a high degree of certainty, if it's actually happening, anything that you want to improve has to be measured. So if you're having your team to do confirmation calls, you have got to have some sort of way with your software to be able to confirm that that's happening. But, there's another thing on confirmations I wanted to mention that uh, not too many practices do this is that if Jane Doe schedules a consultation online, and let's say you have an online scheduler, we'll touch on that in a few bits as well, but let's just assume you have an online scheduler, you schedule a consultation. Well, what we would advocate that you do is as soon as you get that email or reminder saying Jane Doe scheduled a consult, somebody from your team should pick up the phone and give them that, Human to human, warm welcome into your practice because a lot of times practices think to themselves, well, they scheduled it online, the, you know, technology to take care of it, or reminder and whatever. But if you can kind of surprise people in a positive way, you know, just being like, "Hey, Jane, you no, know, thank you so much for scheduling a consultation. My name is Michael. I just want to give you a warm welcome here to our practice." And you know, and then go through the same things that Troy mentioned. So the speed in which you do that, you know, it really helps to set the tone in the patient's mind, and so. You know, that's those are some of the things on a process perspective that you could be able to do to help reduce no-shows. What we're going to do now is we're going to do a slight pivot. We're going to talk a little bit about technology and some of the things that you can leverage technology and software uh, to your benefit. And one of them that I wanted to mention is, uh, again, it's it's a easy to do. Should cost you a little to nothing to do this, and that's having a confirmation page after somebody schedules a consult and has a welcome video from the surgeon or from the wherever it is in your team. And what that does, if you think this through, many times in our space, uh, they don't actually get to meet the surgeon until the actual day of the consultation. But if you can have a video there, so, you know, Jane, schedule that consult. Uh, and then on the next page, it's like, hey, this is Dr. So-and-so with XYZ Practice. I want to thank you so much for scheduling your consultation. You know, an email is on its way, or staff will get, reach back out to you. I wanted just to give you a warm welcome, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that type of Uh, video, what does it do? It helps to accelerate trust in the minds of the patient. And so, you know, if we're talking about using video, think through as well, the emails that they get, there's another idea, the emails that you are sending out to patients, you could have a welcome video, a screenshot of that embedded into the actual uh, email, you could have, you know, top questions about XYZ procedure, like using video to your benefit to accelerate trust either on A, the confirmation page after they schedule, or B, in the confirmation uh, emails that they get, it
0: really can help set the frame prior to them coming in. Troy, you wanna add a point? Well, do they have to hire a big expensive video crew to come in and do all this? <laughs> no, uh,
1: I could tell okay. you that uh, almost every single video that our clients have done uh, for these types of emails have all been done with a little ring light and using an iPhone period. Like, you know, I maybe had a lapel mic and that's, that's it. The point. Yeah, there we go. It's all about the cell phone. Now, if you are wanting to have a video that is front facing on the homepage of your site, I'm fine. If you wanted to uh, shout out to Pachico. I'm fine. If you wanted to uh, have that done professionally, not a problem, but, but these types of emails, which are more transactional in nature, have them done in your iPhone literally should take you 30 to 45 seconds so one of the things that we, you know, that, uh, that we have uh, as part of our group of, of uh, people that are a mastermind is sharing with them all the specific scripts and things that you have to do. So you're not trying to guess what you have to say, but you are actually given a script. Go film it. and We can kind of critique it with you as well. It, it's Don't overthink it. That's the point. Good. I know you agree with that.
0: <laughs> 100%, man. Just get it done. Just get it done.
1: All right, Troy, I want to hear you uh, wax poetic about the online scheduler, which is a, uh, probably one of the most, it still shocks me how few practices actually have an online schedule. They have an appointment request button, but talk to me about, you know, the benefits of having a online scheduler and the patient journey, maybe some ideas on technology, just anything you want to say about that.
0: Well, if you've heard any of our other videos or podcasts, you've heard us talk extensively about convenience and the need for convenience. Like Michael was talking about earlier with, it's gotta be convenient. If they gotta wait three weeks to get in, you got a problem that's not convenient for people. And the reason that this is so important, I will continue to reiterate this over and over, is because convenience is the driving factor for so many other purchase decisions in your patients' lives. Okay, your patient is a human. They're not just a patient. They are not just a set of eyes. They are a person that has an Amazon Prime subscription, and they order things from this device all day long. And those things arrive within two days, or one day, or this afternoon. Mm-hmm. They order yeah. groceries from here. They order, uh, they order uh, dinner from here, right? They order all these different things from this device right here. It's very, very convenient. Okay, so convenience is the currency. All right. And an online scheduler is incredibly convenient to be able to go in and see, huh, there's an appointment available Thursday at three o'clock. Uh, that fits my work schedule, I can go ahead and take it, sign up, and then boom, I am confirmed and I am done. That takes out multiple steps compared to what most practices have, which is an appointment request. request.
1: Yeah,
0: right. I'm going to put in my information. Maybe I'm going to put in a couple of days that might work for me. And then someone's going to have to get back to me and tell me if those days work. And if they don't, what other days might work, et cetera. Right. There's a lot more friction there. Okay? Yeah. So the online scheduler allows you to put your available appointment times up and allows patients to go in, pick them, fill out their information and then boom, they're on your appointment. Now you're still going to call and confirm them like we just talked about, right? But at least that whole back and forth of when and getting a hold of each other, all of that is off the table. Now the big the big friction point here for a practice is that, well, you got to find something that integrates with the EMR just say scheduler and all these yeah. different things, right? Which, yeah. which is a pain. I mean, depending on which system you have, some of them have great uh, integrations with schedulers. Some of them don't. But another way that you can do this is to set up your own scheduler that doesn't integrate. Okay. Set aside certain time frames throughout the week. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 12 and then from 1 to 3 in the afternoon. You can do that for different days and just know that those are allocated for people who want to schedule them themselves. You don't have to open it wide up, right? You can just say, right, look, we're going to have six or seven hours a week that are available on different days. Someone can go in there and pick it. And then your team gets an alert once that Uh, once that appointment has been scheduled through the scheduler, and then they manually put it into your EMR. It's not that it's not as convenient for you as it is if you have something that does all the integrations, but it's really not that much extra work either. It's 100% convenient for the patient. It looks exactly like a fully integrated EMR scheduler to them. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They just know. All right, cool. Wednesday at one. I want it. I'm there. Great. And so they've done it little bit of extra heavy lifting on your part, but really not much and certainly well worth it for the trade-off inconvenience that you provide to the patient.
1: Yeah. And a couple of points I want to add to that is one, for those of you that are running paid traffic right now, the 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 whole thing of adding on an online schedule, what is going to do for you is it's going to help reduce your cost per conversion or reduce your actual cost per Uh, acquiring a patient because they're like, Hey, I get the payoff that I want. I get to know exactly when I'm going to be able to schedule. So you should be able to see more consultations uh, scheduling by having an online scheduler, excuse me, versus an actual online request. And then again, just, just to to Troy's point, think through psychologically as a patient, you're sitting there, it's Friday night, Saturday, or it's, you know, it's after seven o'clock on a weekday. And you want to be able to schedule, if you do the appointment request, what happens is that you're then forcing your team to then be in contact with them, to call them back the next day. Maybe that person's in the middle of something at work, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point, right? So so having an online scheduler to me is just, it's, it's, it's borderline mandatory in the world that we're living in today. Um, I wanted to pivot, Troy, and talk about a couple other uh, software solutions or things that you can do. These are, I kind of put this one in, in the bucket of maybe a little bit more advanced, but you could be able to use uh, two-way texting uh, for appointment reminders, or you could be able to, at the very least, text people out reminders of their actual consults. That's a, that's to me, again, if you're thinking about the difference between text and email, the vast majority of people will open up, will, will look at a text the second we get it on the phone, so that's another way to make sure that your message kind of comes through. You can also insert links to videos, but uh, texting is, a, is definitely a suggestion. And so that people can kind of confirm that way. Uh, another thought I wanted to throw out there is having, so what happens if somebody does no show? What happens if somebody just doesn't actually come into the practice? Well, you wanna have uh, you know created a, a, a flow, if you will, of when Jane Doe um, no shows at your practice, somebody needs to be on the phone right away, within 15 minutes, to pick up the phone and call that person and to to see if you know maybe they got lost or they got the wrong time or whatever it may be. But there also should be a series of emails and possibly <clears throat> additional calls or texts that go out to that person uh, automatically to make sure you can try to recover that person because a lot of time you know life just got in the way and so it's not you know, don't look negatively at somebody that no shows like we've all done it. Right. But the whole point is, is that to have a little bit of automation behind the scenes. So you're contacting that person right away and hopefully getting them to uh, come back into the practice. Troy, I wanted to uh, hear your thoughts on our final one, which is to do with uh, being able to record calls or being able to analyze, uh, you know, if maybe there's somebody in the clinic that is uh, having more high no-shows than others, what are some of the technical or some software options that are out there without needing to name names? But what are some of the things that you've deployed that you found to be a value?
0: Yeah, so uh, when it comes to really figuring out the reason for your no-show problem, sometimes it can be somebody on your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you're able to go in and you're able to see, okay, we had seven no-shows last week. And five of them were all confirmed by this one particular team member, right? Five of those were booked by Sally at the front desk. Well, we can know maybe Sally's doing something differently than the rest of the team's doing. Maybe she's not using all the tools. Maybe she's not following the scripting, et cetera. So that, that kind of detective work can actually allow you to drill down on do we have a, a personnel issue with the with the no-shows? Can we just correct that? That might fix your no-show problem altogether, right? And so being able to go in and record the calls, and there's a few different companies that we work with that that do this. They do a great job recording the calls, tracking yeah. them to specific individuals, and then also not only providing you the recording, but also transcripts. So you don't have to sit there and listen to a nine-minute phone call. You can read through the transcript and actually mm-hmm. get to the bottom of, Maybe what what the issues were, right? So having something like that, and it's it it sounds like a lot of work, but it's really not. The way technology is set up now, these types of systems are really easy to uh, integrate into your into your current phone system to start these call recordings. But that gives you not only more insight to resolve your no show problem, but also just being able to see how your team's performing, uh, what what the calls are looking like. If you go in and you see all of Sally's calls are fifteen minutes long, and everyone else's are about you know five. To seven minutes. Well, she's she's allowing patients to let her get off into the weeds, right? Uh, those kind of uh, revelations you can also discover when you're recording your calls. It's a great tool that we use on the sales training side to help to develop teams, uh, and of course, it has a lot of applications here in terms of helping you to identify why your no shows are happening and then prevent those in the future.
1: Awesome. Well, on behalf of uh, Troy and myself, we hope you guys have gotten at least one nugget out of our little conversation here to be a value that you can immediately implement in your practice. Uh, Should you want to have a chance to connect with us and maybe talk about the needs of your clinic or growth goals that you have, excuse me, the growth goals that you have love to have a chance to chat with you. Just go to refractivemavericks.com. Troy, I want to give you the last word, my friend, any, uh, anything you want to end with?
0: I think we covered it all, man. Refractivemavericks.com. <laughs> Go download the case study or the free resources, whatever we have up there right now. Go check it out. Get in touch with us. Uh, we are here to help you grow your practice to the moon. So we look forward to speaking with you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next show. Adios. Thanks, everybody.
1: Peace. Take care. Bye.